you feel that you have all these strikes against you. You feel that you have all these things holding you back. And yet you have this spark of an idea inside of you that 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 piece of you knows you're meant for more. There's that bigger vision of what your life could be, of the business you could have, of being your own boss, of making the kind of money you dream of. And how do you do that? How? And that's what we taught. That's what we did. It's just like you can be start from feeling like nothing and grow into feeling like your highest self. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Beauty Counter. You guys, as a beauty expert and makeup pro of over 20 years, I have legitimately sifted and sorted through endless amounts of beauty products from skincare to makeup, you name it, I've touched it. And, you know, high performance is always a priority to me. You know, when you're working on clients who are on the red carpet or accepting awards on live shows like the Oscars, things of that nature, there really is no room for error when it comes to performance. But as a total, you know, lover of health, you know, over the past decade, I became highly conscious about you know, the health aspect of products too, and really trying to steer away from skincare and makeup products that, you know, have chemicals and fragrances and ultimately health disruptors. So when I found Beauty Counter, you guys, I started playing with their skincare and their makeup products on me. I was so happy with the results. Not only, you know, did they totally deliver, but I legitimately felt better putting these products onto my skin. You know, what you put on your skin is totally affecting your health. And it's so important to really realize that. Not to mention the brand is really health conscious for the world, and I love that too, but that's just me. So check it out. You guys can now shop my personal favorites on blackbeltbeauty.com from Beauty Counter. You just got to go to the shop section, go to beauty, and you will find my favorites. And I'm continuously adding new products there as I discover more because the brand is just constantly you know, creating new amazing skincare products and makeup products. So as I learn about them, and as I try them and love them, I'm sharing them on the site. So check it out. Go to blackbeltbeauty.com, go to the shop beauty section and shop the beauty counter page from there. Let me know what you think. I'd love your feedback. And if you ever have questions about beauty, you know where to find me. DM me, Roxy Look or Black Belt Beauty. Lots of love, you guys. Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. Today's guests are Betsy Milne and Laura Milne, two soulful entrepreneurs who are the creators behind the epic coaching brand and podcast Luscious Hustle. Side note, Betsy and Laura just happen to have the same last name, but are in fact not related. Now that is a cosmic connection if there actually is such a thing. They actually connected through an Instagram DM in 2016 with shared interests and quickly became fast friends. They believe, and I'm going to quote them on this, we know that the universe brought us together. The universe, after all, works in wondrous ways and knew the path to our respective destinies better than we could have ever imagined. Such a rad story. They also believe that they were brought together because they were truly meant to be friends and business partners and because they share a common purpose to create a community for women to feel luscious, lighthearted, and empowered in their lives. 
They have a keen ability to show women how to discover their true calling, taking a line to action to create a business that they love and manifest the luscious life of their dreams. So I've been a fan of their podcast from the beginning days of it, and I really do admire how they have developed their brand and the content that they share through it. They are two beautifully driven girls who are honest in their journey and have leveraged their personal struggles prior to Lush's Hustle to create their epic brand. And that is all about hustling in alignment with intuition to operate with confidence and clarity. So in this conversation, we get down on so many powerful topics that will help you move towards that seed of an idea you have and to start creating a soulful side hustle, nurturing it into a full-fledged, full-time lucrative business as they frame it, a luscious life. I love the word luscious. I love the word hustle. And I genuinely love what these girls are all about. I believe you will too after taking this talk in. Let us know what you think by screen grabbing the episode and throwing it up on your IG stories, tagging Luscious Hustle, Roxy Look, and Black Belt Beauty. Without further ado, you guys, here are the girls from Luscious Hustle. Enjoy. And we're on. What's up, girls? <laughs> Hi, how are you? Hi. I'm great. I'm good. I'm um, hormonal today. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing good. Actually. I have, I have the last few weeks I've had, as I've sunken into pandemic life and reworked my routines, my energy is coming back and it's feeling really, really, really good. I love that. So I'm so excited to have you both on here. I just got the chance to have a talk with you guys yesterday and be on your podcast. And I'm super excited about that, but just, you know, as mentioned yesterday, you girls are awesome. I've witnessed your the growth of your podcast pretty much since the beginning. I've watched the progression over the years. It's been three years now, something like that, right? Luscious Hustle. It's been alive for three yeah. years. Three like, years. Where year is it? Um, you know, and so it's just been so special and beautiful um, to witness your growth and, you know, really to see your development, but also just to receive the valuable content that you both are creating. Like, it's one thing to have this brand that's growing and it's great, but it's another thing to have a brand that is not just growing beautifully, but is actually creating impact. That's the word I was reaching for. Work with my hormones. Thank you. Today. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's so real. It's like <laughs> ovulation window. Okay. So um, I would love, you guys have the coolest backstory. And I think it's something that is really important to get right into. So if you don't mind just bringing our audience up to speed with your friendship, how you guys came together, you know, how you developed your podcast and where you were in your career lives prior to Lush's Hustle. Ooh, such a juicy <sighs> question. Yeah, where would I begin? Start? Well, <laughs> I know. The, the, Cole no the Cole's Notes version is that we have the same last name and we're not related. And our last name Milne is not, I mean, it's not a common name. It's like a really old Scottish name. Um, but so Betsy and I are literally two total strangers who connected in an Instagram DM. Um, I guess that would have been what, four years ago now, coming up on four years ago. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we live in two different countries, 3000 miles apart, two time zones apart. We have like very different background. Everything's different. We have completely different upbringings, different backgrounds. She's a projector. I'm a generator. Like our charts are, our charts are opposite of each other. <laughs> like, um, but we what, literally like connected on an Instagram DM. What drew you together on Instagram? Like, what was it about each other that you were like, 
I want to be your friend. Yeah. So when I, I originally reached out to Betsy on Instagram. So I, at that time was um, building a network marketing business. Betsy was doing health coaching and I was, I feel like I was pretty early in the game of DMing people. As soon as it was available as a feature on Instagram, I was like, this is genius. They should have had this from the start. And I would always just pop into people's inboxes and say hello, mm-hmm. um, like a human, not like how we all get right. <laughs> spam botted constantly now. Totally. Um, I just popped into her Instagram. I was like, Hey, you know, crazy. You and I have the same last name. That never happens. Um, I love your content. I see that you're a health coach and, and it literally just went from there. It went from an Instagram DM to us getting on a phone call. There's a couple DMs back and forth, but then getting on a phone call pretty quickly. Um, it, coincidentally, Betsy was a health coach who was actually looking at the product partner that I already worked with. So like there was that alignment and, but really every time we would get on a call to talk about the product partner or how she was integrating it into her health coaching business, blah, blah, blah. We would just end up talking about business in general. Like what is happening in the world of online entrepreneurship? What are people doing? What's new? What's interesting? What's exciting? Mm-hmm. And we, the more we had those conversations, the more we just wanted to keep having them. And so then it, Betsy literally came to me. So that would have been spring of 2016. Yeah. And then December, 2016, Betsy texted me one day and said, like, I don't know, this is crazy, but would you want to start a podcast with me? And I was like, yeah, for sure. Sidebar, I wasn't even listening to podcasts then. I didn't listen to podcasts. I didn't, I had not explored that purple box app on my iPhone yet. <laughs> we had no idea how to create a podcast. But within two weeks, like we recorded our first episode mid-December and we were live on iTunes January 4th, 2017. Wow. And two weeks. And Boom. Yeah. In two weeks, which is kind of rare because a lot of people have a hard time getting onto iTunes now just because it's so flooded. Um, oh, really? I didn't even know that. Well, remember mm-hmm. when, you know, yesterday in our talk, I told you it took two years for me to really formulate my my game plan and like get super connected. Oh my God. Two weeks. So I actually want to really pick apart uh, you know, the, the podcast piece for a second. I would love to know why podcasting? What was so special? Where did that resonate with you? And also, you know, that's a big, um, it's, it's, it's actually a big undertaking. Maybe, maybe you didn't realize it at the moment, but now, you know, I mean, I do, it's like a full show that you have to put so much effort into. Yeah. Yeah. And so we certainly I, did not. You didn't know. That. No, we okay, were no. A complete beginners mindset. No sweet clue what we were getting ourselves into, but we also are like, she and I are both the type of personality that we have in common. We're not quitters. Yeah. No, we don't quit. If we start something, we will just keep going for different reasons, yeah. but well, we won't quit. Yeah. Was, I'll let Betsy dive into why podcast because I think it ties in very much to like our origin story. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, so I was health coaching, but I was still freelancing in New York. So I had spent 12 years in New York city in fashion doing the thing that like I dreamed of, right? Like I wanted that devil wears Prada experience and going to fashion shows. And I did, I was like the one behind the scenes though. And it was crazy doing manufacturing. And so when I became a health coach, um, the, the, the origin of the podcast really was I was out with my girlfriends in New York City, it was SantaCon. There was like all like typical New York night in December. And I was listening to my girlfriends talk about like Tinder and dating and match.com. And all I wanted to do was talk about business. And I wanted to talk about my website platform. And I wanted to talk about like this thing that I was doing and health coaching in general. And um, nobody, none of my friends, like my girlfriends, I love them. They're still like really close, but they just didn't 
know what to talk about. So I was like, I'd been listening to podcasts and Laura and I had actually, the day before I went down to the city, um, cause I was living with my parents in Pennsylvania by that point. Um, I said to, I had just talked to her and I was driving home the next day and I actually had breakfast with a friend of mine and I was like, you know, I really need a podcast. And he's like, yeah, you should totally do it. And I was like, blogging's just not working for me. Like, I, I really feel like I need to get content out faster. And he's like, well, do video. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like this was like, I was in a very wounded state at that point. Um, okay. and so I picked podcasting, not having a clue what it was. I knew how to do illustrate. Like I knew a lot of the Adobe products at that point. So I was like, I can figure this out. But when I look back on that first year, like we were Luscious Living Podcast before we rebranded to Luscious Hustle. Um, we weren't building a business and we weren't monetizing at that point. We both just wanted to have conversations with women. And what happened organically for us was we started talking about business and it turned into like, there was a theme, right? Everybody that came on our podcast was a female entrepreneur. Every woman had started from nothing and built her business. And the stories that we found the most interesting were the ones about business. Mind you, at the, that point in time, Laura was still a nurse and doing network marketing. I was like hell bent on being a health coach. And Laura just kept saying like, you need to be a business coach. Like you just need to be a business coach. And then people started asking us questions and I, you know, I had built million dollar accounts from nothing. I had built a brand within the company that I work for. I ran the company for a couple of years. And so it, it was a very logical progression, but at the beginning, my fears were so big because I had, I felt like I had failed at New York. I felt like I wasn't growing enough. Like I didn't like sales. I had this whole mindset around bad experiences with old men that told me I wasn't worth anything and being called a stupid little girl in meetings with like major designers. And I took, I took that wounded energy in, but I just, I knew I had this, like, I wanted to talk. I just wanted to talk. And in the beginning, like we didn't have an editor. I mean, I've basically edited almost, we got an editor in, like a year ago. I still edit the raw audio <laughs> before mm. we send it to the editor. And you know, at the beginning it was eight hours an episode of editing because I was a so slow. I didn't understand. And we said like, and, um, so many times, if you had listened to us, you would be like, what are they talking about? Like we would get to the end. We'd be like, okay, so we had to cut this and this and this. And it wasn't that we were trying to censor our message or anything like that. It was just, we had to find our voices and we did it on a platform that felt safe to me because I wasn't seen. I didn't want anyone looking at me. I didn't want anyone to see my picture. I would never take a selfie. I was very, very much like I need to be protected. Um, and I figured this was a safe, and none of my friends listened to podcasts. So I was like, oh, I can start a podcast and nobody will give a shit. Nobody will pay attention. So that's how it all started. But I knew it would be a really good platform for us. So, oh man, that's a, that's, that's a powerful story. I mean, I, I connect with a few pieces in there. You know, I lived in New York for so many years, obviously celebrity makeup artists, like the, the fashion world, you know, I was in that and, um, you know, and then obviously there's a progression here that has taken place for me in the last several years. But, um, and then the, the fear part, like being afraid, I think that's so powerful that, you know, you, regardless of what, you know, coming into it wounded and having these fears, you took that step. And it was probably helpful too, that you guys were able to join forces and do it mm. together. Would you say? Oh my God, full transparency. I could not have done it without Laura. Like, and I knew that from day one. Like, I was like, yeah, absolutely the same. We have our own skill set. Like, at the beginning, like, she could do social media and do all the connecting and do all that stuff. I was so afraid at that point. Like, I could not connect. She's the only person for the first year 
She was the only person that I DM'd with. She was the first person to slide into my DMs, couldn't find her for a couple of days, found her, wrote her back, and then had to immediately move to email because I was afraid I was going to lose the conversation. Um, <laughs> but it's so beginning, cute. <laughs> Laura, had, Laura had what I didn't have and what I wanted, which was this ability to connect, to show up, to be the generator. And I really, because of my, my background in fashion and doing like operations and being a vice president and running a company, I wanted to do all the back end stuff. I didn't want my face out there. I and didn't I want to be... Yeah. I needed someone who had that background because I was like, I'm a pediatric nurse. I have, I have two degrees. I have a science degree in microbiology and then I have a a pediatric, I'm a pediatric nurse and I was, you know, at home with a kid part-time and then like working weekend night shifts. And I knew I wanted like business excited me, even though I knew nothing about it. And the more I learned about it, the more excited I got, but I really didn't have any of Betsy's expertise. Like we needed that. And I, I think like listening to Betsy share that part of the story, this is really a lesson. Like our original podcasts, again, like we weren't trying to censor ourselves. We've always prided ourselves on being uber transparent. We have shared about my divorce. We have shared about Betsy's like rape and past traumas. We have shared about depression. We have shared about her being a caregiver to her dad. Like there is nothing that we haven't shared on the podcast. And that's, that's the thing that makes it special. We were, and also if you look, if you went back to the very beginning and listened to all of the podcasts, it is literally a in real time lesson on how to start when you have nothing, how to start when you are broke, how to start when you are stressed, how to start when you um, are having panic attacks on a daily basis, how to start when you are crippled by fear, how to start. you, You think that you can't start. You think it ready is a lie. It's a lie. You have to get started even as basic and crappy as you might think that you are in the beginning and you just keep going and you don't quit and you trust that you will get better and better and better and you will find your voice and then you will be ready to be seen and then you will start showing up and then you will make connections. And that's what we did the whole first year of the podcast. I mean, we knew nobody in the online space. We had zero followers, but I just started messaging people on Instagram like, Hey, I love your content. Want to be a guest on my podcast? And people would amazing people would say yes to us. And I'd be like, oh, fuck, I can't believe they just said yes. Now we actually have to have a conversation with this woman who's a total baller and I'm super <laughs> nervous, but we, we just kept doing it. And then uh, after that, at the end of that first year, we launched our first program, which was Luscious Hustle Academy. And that was literally to teach women how to do what we had just done. You, you feel that you have all these strikes against you. You feel that you have all these things holding you back. And yet you have this spark of an idea inside of you that that, that piece of you knows you're meant for more. There's that bigger vision of what your life could be, of the business you could have, of being your own boss, of making the kind of money you dream of. And how do you do that? How? Mm-hmm. And so that's good. what we taught. That's what we did. It's just like, you can be, start from feeling like nothing and yeah. grow into feeling like your highest self. Yeah. And I want to validate you uh, because uh, in, a, in a few ways. Number one, being one of the early listeners to your podcast, I can... I, I, I can so back up that I have felt, and that's what I was saying in the beginning of the conversation or trying to, I have felt your progression, literally. And, and when I say progression, I don't mean just even visual branding and your, your intro, I like all that stuff. I mean, literally your voice. I've, he- I've heard the development of your confidence, your, the clarity and your messaging, like all of it. And it's been so powerful. And the other thing I want to say is that, you know, Listen, if you ask me what a superpower, a superpower that I have is like, I fucking know real straight up. 
like real knows real, real loves real. Like it's, I can sense if I can detect the flinch of not being genuine from like miles away. And what I love about you girls is that I feel the, it's not even just transparency as much as it's also authenticity, like in the core of your character and you put that out. And that for me, that's like the pool for me. I don't care, you know, your followers or this or that. I'm like, are you real? Mm -hmm. That's really where I'm interested, you know? And I know that that like in my community, that's where, where, where people live too. So I just want to validate and back that up that, you know, not only is that story dope, it's so empowering, it's so inspiring, but it's so true, you know? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, um, I, I, I want to know, you know, there's a lot of, we know, there's a lot of not just women, but men as well, but just individuals who are in this position where they're like, oh, I have this idea, I think this passion, but like, I don't know, I'm scared, I'm not ready all those voices and maybe not even just the voices um, internally, but the external. I want to ask you about that. What was your family, your loved ones? Like, what was that like for you guys? Did, was that, did you get support? Was there fear? Yeah. And how did you work through that? I think like my, my parents are incredibly supportive. Like I moved home five years ago, one to take care of my dad, but even more so like I was really sick. Like I had migraines and I had, I was losing time. I was commuting into New York city and like chunks of time were not there slurring my words in meetings. Like it was really bad. And so when I came home and I said, I wanted to be a health coach, like they were supportive, the rest of my family, like, I don't think anybody's really ever listened to the podcast. Um, I mean, my sister used to, but like, <laughs> it's like, you know, the rest of them, I don't know if anybody actually listens to us and I'm okay with that. Same thing with my friends at the beginning. It was really hard. Cause I felt like I was speaking in a language that nobody was validating for me. Right. Like I had Laura, thank God, but my family and my friends, I felt like I was going in a different direction. What's interesting about this is in the last like six months, all of my friends all of a sudden are like so proud and they're like, oh my God, and you and you were talking about this. And I was like, wait, what? Like what, what, what's happening right now? And I think that the, the lesson there is you want to have it reflected back to you, your success from the beginning. You want to know that you're doing the right thing in your life. And sometimes like the patience that you need to cultivate is what you, 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 you have to have that patience, right. In order to get to the point where people are going to see you, because it's not always going to happen right out of the gate. Like some people, and we know this because we know people who have done this, that, you know, they pop out a podcast and they got a hundred thousand downloads in like, you know, a month or two months, but look at the size of their audience. Look at what they've already created. If you're just starting out and you don't have anything to monetize, if you don't have a program yet, if you have a small Instagram following, it doesn't mean that you're not capable of starting a podcast or starting a YouTube channel or launching your first program. It's understanding that the validation might take a little bit longer, but it doesn't mean that you can't validate yourself. Like we believed in each other enough to know from day one that this was going to work. We just didn't, we didn't even know what we wanted at the beginning. It was just like, mm. let's talk, let's yeah. see what happens. Right. And yeah. there was yeah. no like strategy back then. It was like, Oh, I want to talk about relationships. Okay. Let's get a dating expert. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That was it. <laughs> yeah. No, we really yeah, just wanted to have conversations with interesting, smart, ambitious women who we thought mm. were doing different cool things in the world that were, yeah. you know, just doing them, doing you, do you, I want to talk to that chick. That was really where it started. And 
you know, it's like change happens in a single moment. You make a decision and like, there's the change, but transformation takes time. Transformation is when you look back at yourself over the last years, like, oh damn, like I'm really not the same girl anymore, or I really have grown, or I really, you know, all of the transformation. And, you know, that's where our, you're right. In the beginning, we didn't have strategy. We didn't have a methodology in the beginning. Now we do because we've gone through so much transformation. We can look back and be like, this is what works. Mm -hmm. When you are in a dark place and you need to rise up real fast, here's how you go through the steps. And so, yeah. What were you, what were you most afraid of? Cause you mentioned fear. Was it because obviously, um, you know, when you started the podcast, when you started your brand, Luscious Hustle, you didn't completely quit what you were doing career-wise or, right. Okay. Can you talk about that transition fears? And then when you actually did say, okay, we're, we're done with that part and we're like all in over here. Mm -hmm. Um, well, Betsy could probably speak to the fear more. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fear when we started and, uh, you know, I, I, when I was 19, I got drunk one night and got attacked by a guy who stalked me from across the room and followed me home and proceeded to rape me in my own house. So for me, my fear was palatable. Like anytime I was in front of people, anytime I had my picture taken, um, you know, if guys were looking at me across the bar, I would have panic attacks. Like I couldn't be in crowds for most of my adult life. And what's interesting is, you know, people have asked me so many times and I've been, I've actually recently been accused of not understanding fear because I'm so fearless, like I'm using air quotes. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's not that I'm fearless. It's just that I fear less. So I choose things that I know will stretch me outside my comfort zone, but I don't choose things that terrify me. So at the beginning for me, my fear, you know, just showing up, having a voice, I had, I like, I have worked on my vocals from day one. I used to have a lisp growing up, like saying luscious for me at the beginning, luscious living podcast. Um, (laughs) the first time I recorded that intro, it took me 60 takes to get it so that it sounded proper. Um, and so I think for me, it was just like, I knew I was playing small. And so I just had to take like one step every week that would push me a little bit outside my comfort zone and, you know, get the selfie and get a photo. And then, you know, I didn't do my first live video until Laura and I met, which we didn't meet for the first full year that we were working together online. Um, okay, so I went that? like, really, like who does that? Right. That? Like who has a business partner that doesn't even live in the same country and you don't it, yeah. meet for like I, a, almost a year. Yeah. It's yeah. bad. It's badass. And it's a very cosmic connection. It is. Yeah. Ah, And it, and so, so I think, you know, when it comes to fear and like overcoming fear, you don't overcome your fears. I think you integrate your fears. I think you dance with your fears. Um, I know that like losing my dad this month, like there's a a lot of fears have been resurfacing, like just, you know, legacy impact. What am I doing with my life? Like how, what have I done with my life? And, you know, that's part of life. And I just, there was a point in time where I was paralyzed by my fears and then Lord came along and it was like, okay, let's just go in this direction for a little bit and see what happens. And I loved it. Like, again, part of what I loved about podcasting and the business that we were building is I was hidden. I really was hidden for that first year. And, you know, the authenticity is really just, you know, learning how to show up mm-hmm. and come out of your shell and just keep talking. And, I listen to every single word that comes out of my mouth, whether it's on video, on a Voxer, in an Instagram. Like I listen to everything that I say just to make sure. And that's how I've honed my messaging and my voice is just Mm -hmm. repetition and listening to myself to make sure that I'm being clear. And 
that's like a trick that I tell our girls all the time. Like if you're worried about what you're saying, mm-hmm. you got to start listening to yourself. It doesn't matter how much you hate your voice. Just listen. It's what hard. You're saying. Oh, it yeah. is. I think it's hard for everyone in the beginning. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. It's, you know, um, one of the great compliments that I, I, I so appreciate receiving is that a lot of people who listen to the podcast love my voice or like your voice mm-hmm. is so soothing. And so, but you guys, when I was a kid, I, I used to hate my voice. I didn't like my voice. It's so interesting that later in my life I would become a podcast host and this would be, um, but I do agree with you that the listening and the repetition, and also for me, I think one thing that has helped me become a great, a a stronger communicator, I love to communicate period. Um, but what has helped me is becoming a stronger listener, right? And not just to myself, but just in general, like people that I admire how they speak, you know, their, their cues, their pause, the way they listen, all that stuff is so, and so important. Right. So that's awesome though, that you, you know, you just naturally, it was important to you. And I love that you, you do the work. We talked about the work yesterday, Yeah, <laughs> but it's work, man. I love work. Cause I'm like a worker, you know? Um, but you put yourself in the position to put in those reps to, you know, upgrade your performance basically. And then that really lends to stronger confidence as well, which is so important. And I think it's amazing and it's special because you guys have, so your academy, I know, and I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to integrate this um, in a little bit later because I have a few more questions around this that I really want to ask you about. But I know that you have, um, you know, you have the academy now you have Soulful Sales Accelerator, which is like a mastermind program. But is the Academy thing still happening or is that? No, the Academy, we haven't done the Academy in, a, in over a year now. Um, okay. So there's two programs that we're running right now. One is the Soulful Sales Accelerator. And that's really, um, it's like my favorite thing in the world right now because I actually, and Laura agrees, I think every woman, every women, all women oh. should have the ability to make sales. It should not be something that is scary. It is simply having a conversation. And Laura and I have both had to overcome, Laura had to overcome her network marketing stories. I had to co- co- get over my New York City sales stories um, in order to really step fully in alignment in sales. And so that's what we teach in that program. And then the newest program that we're running right now, it's called Aligned Influencer. And it's really helping women um, embody their masculine and feminine energy in the online space to build a brand, to get in touch with their mission, to be the leader, to integrate their wealth IQ elevate their wealth frequency, all the good stuff that I think soulful entrepreneurs need right now. Because, you know, you can build a brand. We can teach you strategy till the cows come home. Like I know how to build a Instagram profile and all the steps to take. But if you're not, if you don't have that inner alignment and that inner integrity to show up with your mission in mind and how you're helping people, it can really fall flat or you can get off course. And our mission for 2020 is just helping women align with their mission so that they can step up and be leaders. Cause we need more leaders right now. Like period, oh, I full agree. stop. I yeah. agree. No, that's amazing. And I think, you know, as strange as it might sound COVID-19 and the quarantine, everyone kind of being grounded, I believe is a really wonderful time to pay attention to these areas that, you know, like investigate the, kind of weaker areas of your life that you can strengthen and career is a huge piece to it. You know, are you passionate? Are you aligned? I mean, I would love to know, you know, if you can just 
fire off like one to two tips on if somebody's like, that sounds great. How do I feel that alignment and that integrity? Like, where do you, how do you guide them to that? Um, so the, the first place I would start is like, what is, what are, what are you really excited about? What are you really passionate about? What gets you obsessed? Um, and then start making space in your life to actually hone whatever that is, like really give it time and space to grow. And alongside that, because, you know, we get a lot of messages now, everyone's been forced home mm-hmm. to work. And I, I hope, I believe a lot of companies out there have finally discovered that not everyone needs to be in the office. Like it probably at least 50% of the world, um, can, can, you know, work from home and be productive and it, it can all, people can have that kind of lifestyle freedom right now. So I think there's that piece. It's like, keep your job, whatever you have it is, even if it doesn't feel in alignment right now, keep the job. Cause that was some of the worst advice that was ever given to us was to burn plan B like terrible advice. No, no, the no. Worst. The worst. Stay grounded, work your job, view your job as like your angel investor into your business, right? It's paying the bills. It's keeping you grounded. It's keeping you flush and then really sink some time and energy and yes, money into the thing that you want to become masterful at the thing that you want, where you want to create impact and influence in the world. And, you know, if I, if I look at myself as an example, um, cause we, we had this conversation with a client the other day. I mean, I drive the oldest vehicle of anyone I know. <laughs> I am closing in on like 400,000 kilometers. No joke. <laughs> and it's any day now. She's just going to, her name's Heidi. Any day now, she's just going to die. She's just going to die and it's going to happen. And now I, I mean, I could get a new vehicle now, but I just kind of keep driving her because I want to see if I actually will cross the 400K like <laughs> milestone. But I mean, I made a conscious choice. I was working all those night shifts as a nurse still, and I had a little baby at home, and then we were juggling building the podcast and building the brand, and like, where did all that money go that I made? I put it into me, and I put it into the business. I spent money on coaches. I spent money on programs. I spent money on a therapist. I spent money on, like, that's where I spent my money to hone myself and and craft this new identity and this new skill set. So I, and it's, again, no judgment on anyone um, if you want to go out and buy the new car, go buy the new car if that feels right. in alignment to you. But know that like, you you know, I knew I couldn't do everything at once. And so I chose what was most important to me. That felt aligned because the more I spent money and the more I grew myself and invested in myself, the more I could feel making an impact in the people around me and making an impact on my daughter. And so I just kept, I just kept pulling that thread and I just kept pulling it and pulling it, pulling it. And like, I didn't really care that I was the oldest car on the block. I think I still do. <laughs> That's okay. I just made that choice. I made that conscious choice and I was okay with being like that chick with the really old car, whatever. Well, you, you had a, a stronger purpose. I think purpose is so passion and purpose are two separate things in my opinion. And like passion is like the, the, the spark, the fire purpose is what gets you through the mission, the highs, mm-hmm. the lows, like it, it gets you through the most, you know, challenging moments when you have a strong why, a strong purpose. Like it's it, it, in my life too. Um, you know, the great example. It's like I'm. You know, we. I love Rocky. It's like take a punch, boom, get back up. It's the purpose that gets you back up. And I will tell you that you know, every punch I take and I get back up, I'm stronger. I'm better for it. You know, so and I'm sure you can say the same in in your own experience in your own journey. You know, um, this obviously has not been some linear, 
easy as, as, as cosmic and as rad as this whole connection has been for you guys, you know, and like the pieces coming together. I mean, what about some of the moments along the way to where you are now that have felt like shit, like this is hard. Like we've had so many of those moments. Like, I mean, honestly, we could just like write a book on those moments, but I think you're hitting the nail on the head, right? We want to go from point A to point B. We want it to be linear. Why is it that every single HuffPost article is like three steps to X, Y, Z, three steps to do, do, do. And then people get upset because the three steps didn't work for everybody. Like it works for Susie over here, but if I try it, go sideways. And I think that understanding that, you know, especially being a female entrepreneur, nothing is linear. Everything is cyclical. It's why we introduce the moon into our business. It's why we do the soul work in conjunction with the strategy. I can talk strategy until the cows come home. I've built multiple businesses, million dollar accounts. I've taken every business course under the sun. Like I just need to, I have an MBA in life, right? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that if I teach that strategy, it's going to land because we know your limiting beliefs are what define your business. And if you're coming in with baggage, you're going to exit out with baggage, probably more baggage because it's not going to work if you don't start digging in there. And, you know, the biggest thing that I see people struggling with right now, it's like they have all this time in the world. And so they're trying to fill the time, like, Mm -hmm. just like, keep going, keep going, keep going. And I would say, if you're listening to this and you're like filling your time, but not seeing results, it's time to take a step back. It's time to start really looking at what you're doing and not being judgmental, like compassion, ladies, Mm -hmm. be compassionate with yourself and the work that you're doing to see that just because somebody else work work for somebody else doesn't mean it has to work for you or it's going to work for you. Um, the strategy is the same, but your story is different. We're all unique. Everyone's going through coronavirus, but everyone's experience is different. It's the same thing in business. And I think that that kind of having that mindset levels the playing field because it allows you to show up fully. It allows you to take action without judgment and it allows you to do the work that you do. You're right. Your passion's what gets you in the ring. Your purpose is what keeps you getting up every day and stepping back in. Like it's so, yeah, it is. that's so well said. I really want to talk to you girls because I love that you integrate this and it's always a big part of your conversation. And we spoke about this a little bit yesterday, but I want to touch on the masculine feminine energy. So like when you say to me or to all of us, take a step back. My mind registers, let your feminine energy just come forward right now. Like the masculine for me in my life, right? And again, like, it's not like I've read on this and I know all the things it's, it's the logical thinking. It's the, you know, um, decision-making process, the critical thinking. It's, it's that, you know, part of being an entrepreneur and, and it's very much, it's a part of my everyday life. Whereas like for me, my feminine energy is when I'm more in the receiving mode, you know, more open, I'm light, I'm, my imagination is at the center stage of everything, creativity, it's so important to have both. I love that you both integrate this into your business, into your brand, everything. So can you just kind of touch on that and maybe like bring out the moon piece to your, to your business? Cause that's so cool and unique. Well, thank you. I think, I think the thing that people need to understand about masculine and feminine energy, it starts with nurture versus nature. So we all naturally embody both. We have masculine and feminine energy. 
and how we are raised and where we are raised and who raises us. So like you mentioned on our podcast yesterday, you had younger brothers. So you were constantly surrounded by that, but you had a very feminine mom. Mm-hmm. who is like the embodiment of like gorgeousness and lusciousness and all these Goddess. things. Goddess, right? I had a mom who let my brother cry, but didn't let me cry. I was raised very much in my masculine energy. I was going to the Olympics. I was training. I was doing all the things. I was beating the boys, right? And so I think nurture, how we are nurtured defines how we show up as we grow, grow older. I picked a very competitive career. Mm-hmm. Fashion is no joke right? It's all women, but like fucking cutthroat. cutthroat. Um, and so I think for me, like understanding masculine and feminine energy, and Laura can dig into this a little bit more, like what that looks like. I think understanding that you are nurtured one way, but that doesn't mean it's your nature. And then that's where like the quote unquote work comes in to start letting your natural tendencies come forward. And I think the women who I know, Laura, myself, we've all had to heal both our wounded feminine energy and our wounded masculine energy to step fully into being in our divine energies and being able to show up like fully. And they do, they support each other, I think completely. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I frame it. It's, it's, they're in a love, they're in a, a romance together in my life. You know, it's an actual dance, you know, when I'm sprinting, through the airport because I'm about to mix, miss my flight. That's my masculine energy. Like, baby, hold on. Like, I got to get us there. And she's like, all right. She's like, all right. He get, you know, and then when like, he's just tired from all the work and all the decision-making and all that, she's like, chill out for a second. Let me just take over. And that is literally like how I function on a day-to-day basis. But mm-hmm. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Well, I think a great example of where like the masculine and feminine comes into play and can go sideways is really in the sales process. So if you think about that nurture versus nature, a lot of how our society has um, nurtured the sales process is very much in the wounded masculine. So there's like divine masculine, divine feminine, wounded masculine, wounded feminine. The divine or the wounded masculine is Wolf of Wall Street, pushy, salesy, sleazy, cutthroat, it's all about me. It's what I want. Got to get the money. And we've all, as women, experienced being sold to that way. And it feels like shit. And so I think what happens is women experience that. They they get into business. They know they want to make money. They're very ambitious and they're very smart. And okay, so I want to make a sale. But then they've also been sold to in the worst way possible. They don't want to come across as sleazy or icky or salesy or pushy. So they swing the pendulum swings from the wounded masculine into the wounded feminine, unfortunately. And the wounded feminine, she is weak. She's weak. She's passive aggressive. She doesn't, she doesn't have any boundaries. She gives and gives and gives way too much and doesn't ask for enough in return. The divine feminine is about receiving. She knows how to ask for what she wants and receive it back. But when you're in your wounded feminine, that's where you have health coaches who are, who are you know, charging 200 bucks a month for a program that should be 2000 and then they get burnt out and their clients aren't getting results and they can't figure out why. And then they feel like they're spinning their wheels. Like that's what, that's what happens there. So it's identifying like, okay, I was trying to avoid the masculine energy, but it was the wrong kind. I didn't understand. It was, I was trying to avoid the wrong kind of masculine energy. So I swung over to the wounded feminine. So what we have to do is heal both sides so that you can step into, like Betsy said, being in your divine feminine where you 
are nurturing, you are receptive, you're able to ask for what you want, but you have strong boundaries. So you're not going to give too much and become burnt out because women become, we've all done it. We've all been super passive aggressive. Why do we do that? Because we're, we're burnt out and we don't feel seen and heard and supported. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you're that coach or that person, that boss. And then you also have the, have the divine masculine, which is very linear thinking and very strong and is a leader. And it's like that grounding. It's like the mountain. The divine masculine is the mountain. The divine feminine is the plants, the flowers, the water, the wind, the animals that live on the mountain. You have to have both. That's and beautiful. so once women, once women can, we can get that piece to click in their heads mm-hmm. and then we t- teach our sales process, like mm-hmm. then it all comes together really, really quickly. And all of a sudden sales isn't about that old wounded wolf of wall street bullshit. It, it's not even, it's like a completely other world. It's this world where I get to show up and be me and be completely authentic. And I get to ask you and be a really good ask, active listener. What are your problems? Oh, great. You have those problems. I know those problems. I've had them before. I hear you. This is what worked for me. I can solve that problem for you. And then it's just a relationship. It's an interaction that's happening. And now we're solving problems in the world and we're making an impact for somebody and we're in our feminine. So we're receiving money and it all feels very in flow and in balance. It's just understanding it's what quadrant, what quadrant of energy am I in right now? Am I wounded feminine or am I wounded masculine, divine masculine, divine feminine? Where am I? And this is something that you integrate into your coaching, into your programs. This is like a natural yeah. part of what you guys it's do. Like, it, it under, it's the undercurrent of like every conversation, whether it's like it. our private coaching clients, whether it's our moon goddess program, soulful sales accelerator, our new aligned influencer program, right? Like luscious hustle, luscious is the divine feminine. Mm-hmm hustle is the divine masculine. So that hustle is the strategy that we know and can teach. But the luscious is like, is this in alignment? Are you, what energy quadrant are we in today? And what do we need to do to get into the right one? FYI, that is such a good name. I love the word luscious and Thank I you. love the word hustle. It's like, it's <laughs> so good. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And why not have it be both? I mean, it's like, so you put those two energies together and it's just magnetism. It's magnetic. You know, it's a force. I love that. What's up with your moon program? I want to hear about that more. <laughs> so I, so my nickname growing up was Betsy Moon. I was born under a full moon and like legend has it that, you know, it was like hanging in the sky when Betsy came in and then I had this bald head until I was two. So I was always called Betsy Moon. Um, when I was 18, I got um, my first moon tattoo, right? Like my first tattoo, it happened to be a moon. Thank God, because I was going to get a dead bear. And if I'd gotten that, my mother probably would have disowned me. Um, you know, it was the nineties. What can I say? Yeah. And, um, I saw a lot of dead shows that year. Anyway, it's fine. Um, but I, you know, it was always, it was, I was made fun of like as a kid, like Betsy moon, like my friends, it was, I was teased about it. So long story short, when a year ago, two years ago now, I guess it was, um, I had a panic attack actually speaking in front of a group of women in a mastermind that I paid a lot of money to be in. Laura wasn't there that day. Um, I had a panic attack. I had a flashback because I have PTSD from my rape. And um, it was one of those things with like, the, there was something going on with the moon that day. And I just was like, you know what? I'm going to follow this energy cycle with the moon and see if I can heal this trauma because I have this vision of my life and what I want it to be. Right now, I physically can't do what I want to do. So like, can I use the energy of the moon to help me do this? And so the way the moon works, it's a 28 day lunar cycle. So it lines up with your hormones. Like women's cycles are on a 20 day energy, 28 day energy cycle. 
men are on a 24 hour energy cycle. <laughs> the world is built around a 24 hour energy cycle, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so there's two, the, the full moon and the new moon. So new moons, you set intentions, full moons, you release. So I decided that I was, this was like in August, I guess. And I decided that I was going to use the moon and I was going to start releasing these stories that were holding me back and really just get in there and like work on my shadow side. And what happened was, is I started playing with the energy of each phase. So each phase has its own masculine or feminine energy. And at that point I was hustling really hard, which was why I wasn't healing. So even though we had this gorgeous brand, Luscious Hustle, and like, yes, my life felt luscious and we were paying each other and it was working full time in the business, there was still too much masculine energy in, and I wasn't honoring the energy cycle inside me. So fast forward a couple of months and I was like, you know what? I really want to do this in our business. Can we just apply these principles in the business? Like masculine days, feminine days, what will that look like? No joke. We went from like barely hitting 5k months to immediately doubling that to have our first 10k months. The next month we had a 15k month. And ever since then, it's basically been the same thing, like 15k, 20k, like it's just solid. And the thing that we learned and how we launched Moon Goddess was just, if you can align your your energy with the work that you're doing, it stops feeling like you're forcing. It starts feeling like you're receiving. And like, what does the divine feminine want to do? She wants to be seen, heard, witnessed, felt supported so she can receive. And it's just a framework for us on how we show up in the world. So it doesn't mean like, I don't have a moon calendar on my wall, but I kind of, well, I do on my wrist, but, um, you just know, like on certain phases, you just kind of know, you like wake up and you're like, oh, it's wax and gibbous, isn't it? And then you like look and you're like, oh yeah, okay. This is why I'm in this creative flow today. This is why I want to do the work that I want to do. Um, and the cool thing about the moon is it is feminine energy all the time. Like sun is masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Moon is feminine energy. The moon, if you know your moon sign, it rules your emotions and how you show up. It's like the secret side that you don't want to show to the world, right? And when we understand that, you know, I was told so many times in business, Oh, you're too emotional for this. You'll never succeed because you're so emotional. I'm an empath. I'm like, of course I'm emotional. I'm intuitive. Like what else am I going to be? I feel everybody else's feelings in the room. Um, But having the moon as that structure and that framework, it allowed me to heal those stories. Mm -hmm. It allowed us to align in our business and it allowed us to start receiving a lot more in alignment, which just made our business blow up. So that's why we teach moon goddess because it's a very simple framework to start creating wealth in your business. And I love it. Exciting, And it's empowering because I think it also, it really does help your women become more connected to themselves. Ultimately, Mm -hmm. you know, I think when I hear it, you know, you can hear things like moon and the crystals and all, and and listen, there's crystals behind me. I don't know if you can see it. Like, I I love it. I don't have a moon calendar. I kind of want one, but I will tell you, (laughs) you know, you can see the ocean. My backyard's the beach. When the harvest moon, when the moon is full, girls, I wake up, it's dark. I wake up early. I sleep early. I, I have my whole morning routine, which I actually want to ask you guys about more of a morning ritual. Um, the moon, I literally, it's like we're flirting. I can't even help it. Like she's just like, Hey, I'm like, Hey girl, it's so special to feel. And so I do feel like that connection to, and sun has its own thing too, you know, but, um, the other piece to this is that I feel, you know, when we think about hormones, like right out the gate and like, I'm hormonal today. I, I can feel it, like the energy from my energy from yesterday to today without even knowing my, where I am on my calendar. 
I can feel yesterday was more masculine. Like there was more of that energy, this fiery energy where today I'm just like, ah. and it's not like a weaker day. It's not a sad day. It's not a, it's just more of a day where I just want to just, I don't know. I, I wonder what the moon's doing right now. Like, tell me. <laughs> well, it's in, it's actually in masculine energy right now, but I think <laughs> the lesson, no, but the lesson here to learn, and this is where, this is why we teach what we teach it's that there is this ebb and flow and that we have to give ourselves the space to have those creative downloads, to get those divine downloads. And like, you know, the moon is great because it's a beacon in the sky, but think about it. You know, it reflects blue light back to the earth. That's why people are more energized during full moons, right? Because we have, we're not able to sink into this circadian rhythm. People typically sleep a lot longer during the new moon or the crescent phases because it's darker in the sky, less blue light. And for us and for me in particular, cause I'm a full moon baby and I'm like really in tune with the moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Laura used to put it in the calendar. Like don't fuck with Betsy on these days. Cause I was like all over the place. Um, but I think understanding that there is space and when we slow down on those feminine days mm-hmm. and gave ourselves the space to have the creative moments, that's when our business changed. That's when we were able to really expand and start scaling. And it just, it was like a breath of fresh air. So just, you know, honor your body. Like we're taught, we have to go to work Monday through Friday. We have the luxury of not having to worry about that right now. So, um, you know, everybody should have that space. Well, well, you have created the luxury and you are supporting (laughs) so many women to do the same in their lives. And that's a good, you know, kind of segue into, so the programs that you have right now, um, Soulful Sales Accelerator, that has not launched yet or is that in motion or can we talk about that? Because I basically, I want to get women to your programs because you guys know your shit and it's time. (laughs) So Soulful Sales Accelerator, we launched uh, last month. So we're rolling through that right now. So there'll be like a waiting list for the next, probably for the next round. Um, Right now we're launching Align Influencer. We're just getting started with that. Actually, today is our first call. So that's really exciting. And, you know, that's going to be a six month program and it's going to be rolling enrollment. So there's always going to be this community for Aligned Influencers to to step in and start like sinking into that energy, building themselves up as leaders, figuring out their offerings and, and their mission and what they're doing with their business in the world. So mm-hmm. yeah, so really aligned influencer right now is where, where we're getting, getting, getting our, I love it. Okay. And then um, the moon, the moon goddess program, is that just always... No, the Moon Goddess program right now, I don't know when we're going to relaunch it. Um, we just finished up around like a couple weeks ago and it was incredible. And I think, you know, come summer, I think we'll probably do another okay. round. But if you go to luscioushustle.com, you can mm-hmm. find all the programs, places, spaces. We do one-to-one coaching and we do all of the work that we've talked about on this, like the Soulful Sales, um, the Moon Goddess, like it's all integrated into our one-to-one coaching. And then it's really specific to people's businesses. And that's okay. where we get to go accelerate growth really fast. I love it. And I love, you know, one thing that I want to add about the whole soulful sale, you know, money is energy and Mm -hmm. it's such a sticky subject that people, oh man, the, the emotions around money are so interesting, but when you can help, when you can reframe those emotions and really understand money from a different value point, I think, I mean, and, and I know that that's what you girls do with your programs. I think that that's a huge pivotal point for a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs. I mean, just humans, period, because money is such a part of all of our lives, right? So I love yeah. that that's a piece to your, 
you know, to your business and to your conversation, to your, yeah, to everything. So let me ask you this. Um, If you could give some women advice right now who are thinking about, you know, they're in COVID quarantine, they're like, well, I've always wanted to try this, but I don't know, maybe I want to start a podcast, whatever the business is, but they're afraid, they're hesitating. Like what's one piece of, what is one piece of advice that you can offer these women who feel the passion, feel the spark, but are hesitating? Oh, easy. Just do it. Like literally, like I'm like a Nike ad. I was going to say, just start. Yeah. Someone posted this on a Facebook group the other day about like, you know, I'm, I'm 30 years old and I'm leaving my job and moving across the country and I have to restart my whole life. And I'm, you know, scared. Like, what do I do? And I get that. Like I left a marriage and I restarted my life completely last year. And it's like, you just start. You just start one freaking step at a time. And you think it's going to be like Dorothy following the yellow brick road to Oz. It's not. It's like Frodo taking the freaking ring to Mordor. It's going to be horrific. You will be scared. It will be terrifying. You will die. feel like you're going to die sometimes. And like what will get you through it is your friends. And if you don't have friends, you're going to have to find friends. Frodo didn't have all the friends that he started with. You know, by the time he gets to Mordor, he's got a lot more friends on board than he did when he started. And he was scared. And he did almost die. And he was kind of a pansy sometimes, but he had a, he had a true heart. And he knew what, he knew what was r- the right thing to do, and so he just fucking did it. Yeah, fuck yeah, DM your friends, man. <laughs> so you just have to lean on your friends and trust that you're gonna get through like the. the I battles. love it, dude. That's such a great illustration. Okay, wait, morning rituals, because I, you know, and this is just part of how I've operated for years now. But I will say that having this, I prefer ritual over routine because routine is just so boring to me. Um, But, you know, it's something that really helps set the tone for the rest of my day. I would love to know, what is your morning like? Like, do you guys have a ritual? Do you meditate? Do you journal? Things that really help to prime you and fortify you throughout your day. Um, So... (laughs) Full transparency, not really. I need as much space as possible in the morning. Like I don't really do anything before 10 a.m. if I can avoid it. Like I walk my dog, I have coffee, I don't watch the news. Um, But honestly, like I could get up at four or five o'clock and like not do anything till 10 a.m. And I need that space to just be right now. Um, I used to I used to get up and read for 20 minutes every day. Um, I, you know, had a journaling practice for, I think it just goes in seasons. And right now my season is just stillness and space. I I really needed the space. So for me, it's just like create as much space as I possibly can. Nobody's in the room with me. Don't talk to me. If you can, if I can avoid you, I'm going to do that. Like that's really where I've been. That's my morning ritual. That is so bad. I have to, I have to highlight that for a second because no, it's so important girls because what I love is by the way, my journaling, I've been writing my whole life. It's not like, oh, this is my morning pages. It's like Roxanne has to write. It's not a chore or a thing. It's like part of my, but honestly, why I love it so much is because I think when sometimes you hear morning routine, success, all the things like be productive before 9am. It's like, no, sometimes I'm just literally staring at the fucking moon on my couch I love meditation because it's the pathway to my highest self. I have a relationship with my future self. Her name is the woman in the mirror. It's a whole story. Um, And we communicate every morning in meditation. 
so it's, so it's a very sacred space for me. And then, you know, the journaling, but it's not this, like I'm being productive. And I just, I think it's so important because that's my process and my, you know, routine and practice that makes me feel very fortified. But in that is also this space where it's like, sometimes I just want to fucking daydream. Like, I just want to sit and just let my mind wander. And so I'm the same way. It's like, there's no texting, no emails, no talking, nothing like that. And I think a lot of times people can hear this morning routine business and feel pressured, like they need to just be doing this whole thing. But I love that you're like, actually, I'm not fucking doing shit. I'm just, which to me is doing something that you're, honoring your space, the space in here, the space in here, the space out here. And that is your method to empower you, to fortify you, to strengthen you, to have a great fucking day to the best of your ability. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, Like my room has to be clean, you know, like, you know, it's not, but, but I think that that's something to recognize though. Like, you know, like what do your spaces feel like? And I, I love to write, but I don't write in a journal. I talk. That's why we have a podcast. Like I am a projector. I need to project. And so for me also saving my voice is like really important. <laughs> like, yeah. I need, I need it to be in the zone. So that's me. I know Laura has a very different morning routine. She's so yeah, good. I wish I like, I love it. I like, I used to idolize her 5am club, but that's not me. Never will be. Too many 5am swim practices. I don't need to do that in my adult life. No. You're like <laughs> traumatized. I am it's, it could be hard. I mean, it's all about when you go to bed, right? Let's hear it. Laura, what's your, are you still 5am club? I haven't been 5am coming for pandemic. Um, <laughs> just because, just because I'm home with the kid. And so I'm just, I'm kind of doing the same thing as Betsy. I'm just letting us have space and, you know, have breakfast with my kid and do some coloring and go for a walk. And like, I'm just letting it be easy, honestly, right now. And it, it feels pretty good. I think that's beautiful though, because I think the idea in my mind, you know, do whatever you need to do in that moment. But the idea is to be self-connecting. Like that's to me, number one, whatever that looks like playing with your dog, playing with your kid, meditating with the future self. It's all about allowing yourself to come together with this being that is you in a very easy harmonious way. It's like versus the, I got to get up and I got to, and now you're just like chasing your ass all day or your day is chasing your ass. Like, but you know what I mean? That just doesn't feel good. Yeah. Well, I'd love that you guys create space like that, you know, for, for yourselves. I think that's so important. And I think that does support your ability to be as badass as you both are in your businesses. So Moving into, so all my episodes, my new guests, I like to do these rapid fire words and what they are, they're rapid from me, but your answers don't need to be rapid coming back. But essentially I just want to know what comes top of mind, top of heart to you when you hear these words. Go for it. This is my favorite game, by the way. (laughs) The competitive one is like, let's do this. Okay. Ready? Love. Oh, fear. <laughs> fear is the next word. Well, you know what? Okay. So, so interestingly, I've been spending a lot of time in the course of miracles. And so, you know, the opposite of love is fear. And so for me, it's like the two of them go hand in hand. When I feel fear, I want to lean into love. And I, 
have this old programming that I'm working through right now is the things that I love, are they going to disappear on me or what are they going to look like? I think that's a direct correlation to losing my dad in the last couple of weeks yeah. and having him home on hospice. But that process of like releasing and what does that look like and grieving, it all sort of is kind of hand in hand for me in this moment. And so, yeah, I think of love and fear sort of interchangeably because I want the I want fear to be trumped by love. And so I try to live my life that love is trumping everything else in this moment. That's beautiful. That's Thank powerful. You. Yeah, I love it. Well, so then that kind of packages love and fear. Yeah. So perfect. Passion. Passion gets me out of bed and gets me started. Honestly, the things that I'm passionate about are the things that I just, you couldn't hold me back if you tried. And so I think leaning into the things that you're passionate about and honoring what you're passionate about is what's going to propel you forward in life and keep life interesting, right? If you're not following your passions, are you really living? Let's be real. I I don't think so. I agree with you. I love it. Yeah. Courage. Ooh, I love courage. I think courage um, allows us to show up in those moments when we would otherwise like to go run and hide in the corner. And I think vulnerability and courage, you know, Brené Brown, they go hand in hand. You can't have courage without vulnerability. And it's our responsibility, I believe, to ourselves to really embrace the vulnerability so that we can show up and be courageous and be leaders and help other people. Perfect. I love that. Uh, It's so good. Authenticity. Oh, this word used to drive me insane. Oh my God. (laughs) Because, well, because I believe that we are all authentic. I think authenticity starts with integrity. And so, so many people are pushing authenticity online, but they're not in integrity with the work that they're doing. So for me, how do I know if I'm being authentic? Is this in integrity with my big vision, with my highest self, with the mission and the purpose that we're putting out into the world? Um, And, you know, you have to have passion, I think, lighting the fire of integrity to move yourself forward in alignment. Boom. That's like, I'm giving you a necklace. That was a good one. Thanks. Okay. Curiosity. Oh my God. Curiosity is another one of my favorite words. I went to art school. So for me, curiosity, play, imagination, creativity, the whole process of it. I mean, to me, that's just a divine gift that we all have. When people tell me that they're not curious or they don't, they're not creatives, I challenge them left, right, and center because I believe that we all have that innately inside us. That's our divine feminine. And so just being curious, asking questions, creating that beginner's mindset for yourself, even when you know what's going to happen next, mm-hmm. leaning in with curiosity because there's always a different path. There's always a different way to do something. Mm-hmm. That's really what elevates people quickly in life and in business. So brilliant, girl. All right. Are you ready for, are you ready for your last one? Sure. This is one of my favorite words. I mean, I love all of them. Obviously, that's why they're here. Resilience. Oh, resilience. Just get back up. Right. There's no such thing. I used to, I used to think that, um, you know, failure was not an option. Like, again, like I, I wanted to go to the Olympics and I was a swimmer. And so like failure was never really an option for me. I think by having that mindset for such a long time, I really kept myself from growing and showing back up. So like to me, resiliency and, and just being able to do things is understanding failure is part of the process. There's no such thing as failure in life. It is an opportunity for you to learn. It's an opportunity for you to grow. It's an opportunity for you to shine, even when it doesn't feel like it in the moment. That to me is resiliency. It's just understanding it's all happening for you. It's not happening to you. 
I love it, girl. By the way, you two are my first duo host Uh, podcast. I know. It's so cool. Thank you so much. I loved every minute with you. Oh my God. Such a pleasure. Such an honor, you know, between yesterday and today. Um, Why don't you go ahead and drop where you guys can be found? Um, But obviously everything is in the show notes, but just direct people right now because I know they're waiting. Of course. Okay. So you can find us online at www.luscioushustle.com and we hang out on social. We're on Facebook, but the best place to hit us up is on Instagram. So we are at luscious.hustle on Instagram. If you DM us, it's 99% of the time. It's actually Laura who's going to be responding. I get in there very rarely, but you can see all our Insta stories, what's happening behind the scenes. You can learn all about our programs. And you know we have the podcast, which is on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all the places and spaces. And that is the Luscious Hustle podcast. Yeah, it is. All right, girl. Thank you so much. I'm Thank so you so excited. much for having us. I'm so sorry, Laura had to jump off early, but we love oh, you. And this has just worry. been so much fun. Oh my God. I love you too. Let me get, let me get us out of here. You guys, thank you so much. Catch you on the next one. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And last but not least, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, or perhaps you already have one and you need help with you know editing your audio and the production of it, I cannot recommend my producers enough. Resonate Recordings, you guys, they are the bomb. I rely on them. They are an absolute supportive tool to me and my podcast. So check them out and let them know that Black Belt Beauty sent you. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.